0: Is the native and the transplant native in the
1: Hello and welcome to the Native in the transplant. I'm your native Alex Johnson
2: and I'm your transplant Jen Bryant
1: that's oh, a little bit different uh intro than what we're normally used to but the reason why is we've got a heck of a guest on today that I am looking forward to so Jen yeah. how's your week been
2: uh it's been pretty good it's been a little chaotic but summer is always chaotic here um not really you know too much kid stuff going on honestly But otherwise, good. How about you?
1: Doing well. And speaking of kids, we're we're getting close. Oh, yeah. (laughs) School is going to be back in session here shortly.
2: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, too.
1: Awesome. And so who is our sponsor for this episode? So
2: our sponsor this week is going to be Satori Tattoo, located at 116 East 4th Street in Loveland, Colorado. They have over three decades of combined talent, including tattoos and piercing, so make sure you check out Satori for all of your piercing and tattoo needs. To get a hold of them, give Kim a call at 970-278-5880, sorry, um, let me start again on that <laughs> one, 970-278-5880, and then hit them up on Facebook, honestly, that's the best way to do it, drop them a message, and Kim will get back to you pretty quick.
1: Awesome. Awesome. We always appreciate Satori for their sponsorship of our podcast. So let's dive right back into school. So schools are getting ready to go back in session. I know with Thompson uh, R2J, they are going to be kicking off on August 17th. Yes. And then Pooter is looking at going back on the 16th. So we are just a few short weeks away from getting back back to school. And yep. everything is up in the air right now, especially with today's CDC came out. They're wanting to require masks for even vaccinated people. What are your thoughts on that due to the fact that you're in the industry, <laughs> the medical well, industry? Well,
2: uh, okay, so what I would say is I think that there's a pretty high potential for people to pick up this Delta variant. And it's people that have been vaccinated aren't getting as sick. So that's good news. And we haven't had, I understand, hospitalizations for Delta variant patients um, are strictly non-vaccinated people. So the vaccine is doing its job.
1: But even that is being called into question right now, especially due to the reporting, and especially with a third-party independent reporter um, company that came out of California that lambasted California and said that, no, it's not 99%. About 25% of people being hospitalized right now actually already had the vaccine.
2: Well, and I think some numbers are going to come out. Unfortunately, you know, we do have immunocompromised people that may have gotten the vaccine. And especially for people with autoimmune diseases, we actually um, are finding that they may need a booster because the entire function of an autoimmune disease is essentially to be way, way high immunity. So they're not building as many antibodies against the virus. So some of that may come into play. I don't really know all of the science on that, but I do want to speak to the fact that um, what's happened is we've been so inundated for the last year and a half with COVID, people are so sick of it. And I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I, I just don't think that people are going to be as willing to do these things. For my part on that, I really hope people decide to get vaccinated. But if you're not going to, unfortunately, you are at a pretty high risk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm more looking at it with the fact of kids going back to school, and then yeah. even people that I've already ran into and talked to, and they've asked my opinion on it, and I said you're the original take rate as far as people being willing to wear masks was relatively high, mm-hmm. but now people are are so tired of all of this, and the fact that the CDC has proven to have lied multiple times are um, you know, it's just li- like
2: the World Health Organization.
1: All of our officials, Dr. Fauci lied under oath. The fact that there is now um, uh, Senator Rand Paul, I believe, yes. filed an injunction against him for lying to Congress. We'll see what the DOJ does. But this, the, all of this, it's just gotten to a point of where we're at the point of fatigue. And even if they try to push these mass mandates back out, I don't know very many business owners that are going to require them.
2: Well, and, you know, part of that is going to come down to what the health departments decide to do because they're going to shut down businesses if they're not requiring masks in them. And that, that's how we did it the last time. I guarantee that's how they're going to do it this time. And so that means that they're they are going to have to – businesses are either going to have to go against the health department or they're going to have to require it.
1: And I see them going against the health department.
2: I absolutely see that happening as well. I mean, you know, i will I'll say – I'll say it again. We as a country decided to choose compassion and that's why people were willing to do the shutdowns and wear the masks and all of that stuff. But we are now suffering from compassion fatigue and nobody cares. (laughs) I mean, that's really, that's terrible. I, I even it's, it's 102 degrees outside. It is a heck of a thing to wear a mask. You know, and of course we're not wearing them outside if you're with not within six feet of somebody or whatever. I, (laughs) I do like the masks though, because I, hide my rbf <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's always fun uh, there's always a silver lining in everything it seems always
2: like. a silver lining
1: so one of the other big things that is on the docket especially here in northern colorado is that our county commissioners are hearing about the uh, trying to extend the moratorium on oil and gas within larimer county and i know that you went to one yes. of uh one of those hearings i did on tuesday night talk to us about that because they've suspended their vote
2: all right, so the first thing is is that there were 74 people listed on the docket to speak in front of the council. I was one of those people. Um, I, I'd say right now I really don't know what the numbers look like because we didn't stay for the entire meeting. Um, they actually cut it. They closed it at 10 o'clock for public comment, but I will tell you the um, – the people that were presenting were basically trying to spend as much time as they possibly could talking about what they wanted to get across rather than listening to um, public opinion. Now, what I will say is I'm not always a fan of, uh, Jody Shattuck, McNally, um, but McNally, she, yeah. McNally. Yeah. She did actually say, you know, we, we want to hear from the people. So let's, cause there was all this questioning after all these, um, discussions and presentations and all of that. Um, I'll tell you, though, the guy that initially presented why they wanted to put all of these new moratoriums and and stopping drilling and and this, you know, the 2,000-foot setback, all of that, um, he basically blathered on about stuff that, honestly, a lot of it was untrue.
1: I'm believing that that's the same gentleman that uh, spoke out as – or spoke – and in favor of Senate Bill 181.
2: Oh, I would lay money on it. And you know how I feel about Senate Bill 181. Um, I am on the docket to speak tomorrow night. I have three minutes, and my mom is going to speak as well because my stepdad is in oil and gas. My husband was in oil and gas, and he got a call a couple weeks ago to go back. But yeah. we're, we're not doing the working in another state thing anymore. I'm over it. So he's going to stick where he's at for now. But um, there were a bunch of people that were there to talk. And people you can pull in your time, so if say you're going to go talk and you want more than three minutes, five or six people can show up and give you their time, so you no. can speak for eighteen or twenty five minutes why i I don't know one thing that the mood of that room was kind of uh that They'd already made their decision.
1: It seems very much like a white-collar versus blue-collar 100%. Where you have, and this is one of the things that you look at with Senate Bill 181 when that passed. Obviously, that created a lot of issues due to the fact that the Colorado populace voted down Amendment 112. Yep. And then they went ahead and passed Senate Bill 181, which essentially did the same thing. And decimated oil and gas within within Colorado, but especially within northern Colorado and Weld County.
2: Big time. And
1: it wasn't until afterwards that they realized all of the other jobs that were tied to oil and gas, where you even had the head, I believe it was like fourth uh, fourth person in line or whatever at MCR, that ended up moving away. Quit that position due to the fact that her husband was in oil and gas. Yep. And they had to chase a job because of what Senate Bill 181 d- did. And it's not just that case. There are multiple cases all across northern Colorado of people that had to uproot their families, uproot mm-hmm. their kids, and be able to go and find a job in oil and gas because of Senate Bill 181, which ultimately did nothing.
2: Well, you know, just on that same. Uh, vein of thought. Honestly, I know a lot of nurses that spouses are in oil and gas, and we've taken on the burden. I, I mean, I'm the primary provider for my family at this point, and yeah. I mean, we took on more jobs. I was working two jobs at one point, you know, nights and weekends, and all through the day, all week long. And you know, woe is me. At least I have a good <laughs> career that I can work into. I, I really will say that um, I have a good career that I can I can work and I can always find work. But I will tell you this. We already have a shortage of nurses and if we have nurses leaving the state now because their spouse worked in oil and gas and they can't work here.
1: Oh yeah. Though, the the
2: infrastructure is it this is not it's not good.
1: And this is the problem that we have and I hope that our our county commissioners actually take this into effect is overall cause and effect. Yeah. And looking at the if they go through with these moratoriums and they look at the cause and effect and the overall ripple effect that these decisions have. So many of our elected officials don't bother to look at the ripple effect of what their actions are doing. And the fact that we had 503 different bills that passed during this last legislative yeah, session. June yeah. It 10th. Yeah. It's insane to actually dive in and understand the full ripple effect of all of these different laws. And that's, again, part of the reason why we as – members of the community need to be involved and need to be engaged.
2: Big time. And I'll tell you, there was a very clear divide between people for and against. And it was amazing how you could just see people in the audience seething at the idea that this wouldn't pass Mm -hmm. and the idea that it would pass. It is it is a very tense room. I will tell you
1: that. (laughs) Oh, I can imagine. And it goes back to uh, a lot of people are thinking that oil and gas is not, quote unquote, green energy. But they look at what fracking has done, and fracking has been phenomenal for the overall climate, um, climate debate as far as lessening of emissions overall because of the directional drilling. But most people fail to take into account, and we talked about this when we spoke about climate change, yeah. is the fact that all of our renewable energy right now has to come from oil and gas. Because solar panels take oil and gas, take petroleum products. Windmills take oil and gas. So there's something that has to be done, and people have to have an understanding that we can't just get rid of oil and gas. We can move forward to try and find some better solutions, but oil and gas has to be a part of it in order for us to get there.
2: Well, here's the thing, too. It takes a lot of time to get your electrical vehicles, to get your grids ready for solar energy, for wind energy, all of those things. And until that's in place, you can't just stop drilling, and you can't stop producing those things because we cannot produce renewable energy without fossil fuels. That's the reality of it. And if you think If you think that you're one of those people that is not going to use or you're going to reduce your footprint, that's great. Go buy some carbon credits, okay? (laughs) Because here's the thing. The glass in your cars, the wheels on your tires, the (laughs) The rubber. I meant meant the rubber on your tires. Yeah, sorry. The wheels on your tires. Yes, Jen is tired. Um, The rubber on your tires. The plastic on your shoes, all right? Everything is produced with petroleum.
1: Yeah. If you want to truly be green, don't be vegan.
2: Well, exactly. (laughs) You know, the other thing is, is that if you want to reduce your your footprint, okay, buy locally, produce as much as possible, reuse, reduce, recycle, which, to be perfectly frank, recycling has become a little bit of a joke because, you know, it's like 25% of everything you recycle is actually recycled. Yeah. 75% of it is burned. Oh, great. So let's just burn some plastic. That's fine.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. It's fun. Well, let's not dive into the uh, climate change. I'm sorry. No. I'm the one no, that brought right. that up. <laughs> <It's all right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's take a, a, a quick recap. Uh, we've had some updates as far as the flooding situation, especially down the pooter. Yes. Um, where they originally had found one person. There were three people that were missing. They found two of the other bodies. They and, did. And there is only one that is outstanding at the moment. And unfortunately, it sounds like the, the uh, last one was someone that was from out of state that was just here enjoying the Rocky Mountains and camping.
2: Yeah. So we had uh, David Brown, 61 year old uh, Southwest Airlines employee. His sister, Patricia Brown, was 59. Uh, French horn player from Madison, Wisconsin, um, and their father, Richard Brown was reported missing and is likely the person whose re- remains were found on Monday. Um, and Diana Brown, who is married to David Brown, um, remains missing as well, but it sounds like they're presuming, presuming that they're, they're deceased. Uh,
1: our, our thoughts go out to the family. I know that that doesn't sound a whole lot and it seems to be overused, but it truly is. I, you go on vacation and to have something like that happen while you're you're trying to just relax, especially after the last year and a half that we've had, yeah. and you have a tragedy like this happen, my uh, truly my thoughts go out to the family.
2: Uh, yeah, their son um, is actually named Colorado Brown. Um, really? Yeah, and he is here to essentially help with the search and all of that. It, they owned a cabin up there, and okay. it was basically where they took vacations as a family. It's really sad. So, um, on a totally different subject, uh, did you hear that they shut down the car, car Colorado
1: post office? Is that the one that they're thinking that there's a a meth facility in?
2: Well, potentially, but there's a little more <laughs> to it. So car is South of the Wyoming border by about 30 miles as you're heading up by 25. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, apparently in May there was a shed that caught fire, um, and they kind of thought maybe some meth operations <laughs> were going on there. So the, the postmaster general is actually saying he does not suspect any of the post office employees were involved in it, that it may have just been this shed behind or whatever. And the United States Postal Service is saying that they're going to totally redo the entire building so that they do meet air quality standards. But who was like, we should check the air quality in Car Colorado? their post office. It's it's Uh, it's I I,
1: I think somebody's messing around a little bit. Yeah, just just (laughs) yeah, just messing around on a corner. Oh man. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um so but on a lighter note what do we have coming up this Saturday? I'm pretty sure that we have the bluegrass and blues at the Foundry.
2: Yeah, it's part of the One Sweet Summer series, and there's several um, bluegrass bands that are going to be playing. They're going to have beer from all over Northern Colorado available for purchase, at, but the concert itself is free. So awesome! That should be fun. I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, I live a couple blocks from down there, so I'll just open my windows. Maybe wander down for a beer.
1: <laughs> That's always a good time. Yeah. And one thing that I'm excited about and definitely put on your calendars is coming up on August 28th, the Corn Rose Festival.
2: Oh, I'm so excited the for Corn the Corn, Ra- Corn Rose Festival. <laughs> the, the
1: Corn Rose Festival and Parade are back. And uh, that growing up here, that was one thing that I always look forward to. And it was disappointing when they moved the fair because it used to be had down yeah. the fairgrounds and you had the parade and all of that stuff. But still, the parade through downtown Always a good time.
2: Such a blast! <laughs> yeah.
1: And then uh, I'm believing that they're doing the duck, um, the duck float again, which is always awesome because a lot of local businesses they purchase one of the big rubber ducks and then they do the uh, the ducks down the river and see who wins.
2: Oh, it's super fun! Yeah, you know that's that's you get that small town feel too. Yeah. Um, I love the corn roast festival. It is my very favorite. I yep. cannot wait.
1: Awesome, well I, I'm ready to dive into the guests that we have this week So speaking of live music, speaking of all of that One of the things that has been missing is live music within Northern Colorado It's starting to come back a little bit But who we have is, we have Jordan Palavina. Did I pronounce that right? Yes you did Palavina. Yeah, pretty good um, So he is a vocalist and cellist for Whiskey Blanket As well as the vocalist, cellist and producer for Grim and Darling Welcome, Jordan. How are you? I'm doing very well.
0: Thanks for having me. Yeah.
1: So and thank you for that intro. I, yeah. if, you're, if you're all right with it, I want to steal it and be able to you use it. You could do whatever you want with <laughs> it. I haven't beatboxed in quite a while, so it, was, it could have been better,
0: but, uh, but I'm glad you liked it. That no, was awesome.
1: Fan, yeah. That's fantastic. So uh, with every guest that we have on The Native and The Transplant, we always ask them the very first question is, are you a native or are you a transplant?
0: I don't know if that's an exactly simple answer. So I was, <laughs> I was moved here against my will as a kid, so probably right before ninth grade. So I don't know. That's kind of a gray area to me because so I, mean, I did a lot of growing up here, but I'm originally from Pennsylvania, okay. uh, a small town called
1: Indiana. Indiana, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, whereabouts is that located? Near
0: the border of like Ohio.
1: So I the only, the one in place, the woods, <laughs> one place in Pennsylvania that I'm familiar with is Katani.
0: It very close. Yeah. Very yeah, close. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well my, it's sort of close, but it's down the road a bit. Yeah. My and grandmother And I haven't lived been there. back in so long, so okay. I would be dead wrong on the geography at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a geography test, so we won't awesome. hold your feet to the fire on that one. Um, so you, um, were moved here against your will in ninth grade yeah and then have you been here ever since or i have
0: yeah i've been in colorado ever since i moved to boulder um around freshman year and that's where i actually started soon after that started my band whiskey blanket um we okay. got our start at the fox theater up there actually our first show ever was at cu and then uh we kind of grew and we've done a bunch of fort collins stuff and just been all over colorado but that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So I want to dive right in because you kind of had your first or your major big break weeks before the shutdown.
0: Pretty much. I mean, my big break, I guess, quote unquote, would is not exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, my break was kind of getting into corporate music world. Um, okay. So doing a bunch of cover sets and, like I said, some production work and stuff like that. So I was doing a bunch of hotels and getting around all over Colorado, and actually going to Vegas and uh, and doing some stuff out of state um, for the corporate agency, and it was going very well. I was actually making money, not doing you know my original music, which is exactly what I want to do, but playing music for a living. Yeah. So that was a that was a huge deal, and then
2: whew, just gone. <laughs>
1: yeah and then we had the shutdowns,
0: and then I went back to moving furniture, and I had kind of just quit moving furniture, oh. so it was, it was a bummer, but i was I was grateful to have a job to fall back on
1: for sure got it yeah. so um with covid and everything that has happened with the shutdowns and all of this stuff, and take us through that i mean what what has happened within the music industry
0: well I especially mean, I'll here in Colorado I'll start with the Colorado music community. I just saw what you're seeing in in a lot of different facets of our whole country right now, which is a division. So obviously there's people who are like, screw this. We're going to throw private shows and we're going to do our thing no matter what through the year. And that did happen. There was a lot of stuff going on. And then you have people who are sitting at home and, you know, taking precautions, being real mad at those people. So, uh, as, as tight as this community has been, you definitely saw a division within our music community too, which is unfortunate.
1: Got it. And what have you been hearing from, especially venues? Um, a lot of them have closed. Yeah.
0: Which is really, really unfortunate. Um, it's already hard to keep a music venue together, let alone closing for a year. My favorite, like, home venue is Cervantes, and I'm glad that they they stayed alive. That's kind of where I got my chops, but. Um, yeah, you saw a lot of doors closing and some doors haven't opened yet, or we don't know if they're going to open. There's, I don't know. Also on the other side of that coin, um, venues that were somewhat successful or successful, they just remodeled basically. (laughs) They finally had a chance to like, yeah, yeah, take the time to clean out their rooms. You're seeing that it serves and some other downtown Denver venues. I haven't made up to Fort Collins much, um, since the shutdown, but I, I plan to get up there. I'll bet you it's the same story. Probably less venues, but cleaner and updated.
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like the Aggie could maybe use that a
0: little bit. I bet you they did. I, I haven't been so. in there yet. I'm, I, if I had to guess, I mean, they, they were a successful venue for many years. Yep. So, so I, having the doors finally closed for long enough to get some of that stuff, that big honeydew list yeah, taken care of in those venues those is, is wild because they have to keep their doors open yeah I mean, you no. can't really start construction projects and stuff you have to be open, you know how many days a week it's important, so well, know.
2: and then you got to worry about staffing them now,
0: right, yeah, so uh, I mean <clears throat> a lot of turmoil, but also some some new life
1: so with the two bands that you're um uh, associated with. Mm-hmm talk to us about those. So whiskey, uh, whiskey blanket. Whiskey you said blanket. you started that one.
0: Yeah, we, we, that started, we were just kids when we started that one. We were all 19, 20.
2: I mean, six. I'm looking at you. You look pretty young. I'm 36. Oh, wow. I need to change my routine. <laughs> <laughs> it's cause I'm vegan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, uh, we started that just as, as, as little boys, man. And, uh, it went well. We don't really get out and play anymore, but we are working on a new album. Um, Grim and Darling is my main project at this okay. point. Actually, the other half of Grim and Darling is Jessa, uh, Jessa Love, and she's actually a nurse as well. She's a graveyard Oh, nurse. nice. But, um, hopefully, we can get her out of there in the next year or so. We're trying.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of burnout happening in the medical industry right now, and it's yeah. like, if you could she, do something She's a very
0: talented singer, guitar player, and I, I, don't, I don't want her in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so...
1: Uh, <laughs> throughout the last year and a half mm-hmm. were there opportunities were there any venues that were opening their doors or just saying you know what Florida <laughs> did and
0: I saw a lot of people I know going to Florida
1: I don't want to incriminate you do, were you a part of that <laughs> I or didn't did go to you, Florida did you seek out some opportunities <laughs> to be able to actually you know stay? I, I
0: I pretty much shut it down for the most of the the, the, the bigger duration of the whole thing. Um, I came back a little early, but, but we were doing table shows. Um, so when we came back, we were doing limited capacity events. Okay. So, um, ta- I I pretty much laid low the whole time. I didn't really play.
1: Talking to a, a lay person that isn't in the music industry or anything of that sort. When you say a table show, is that mm, just at a just restaurant? Limited capacity okay. in, in an actual venue.
0: Like you would be like, again, Cervantes as an example, they, they were doing limited capacity, where you have your party at a table, and the tables are separated, and yeah. there's guidelines and stuff like that. So that was, and it's that's still kind of a thing. It's getting back to. There's a few smaller venues that are starting to pack people in again. Um, which I mean, as a musician, I love. Well, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I would imagine part of your energy comes it's a from part that. of my yeah. heart and spirit. Like mm-hmm. the full room of people sweating is like my thing. So, <laughs> so it's been really rough to adjust, and uh, but I feel things coming back around. And you guys were talking some scary stuff about new mandates come in and I'm just so worried about that cuz we're just getting back on our feet.
1: Yeah. Well, that leads me to another line of questioning that I had for you being in the music industry. What is it I guess what is your your feelings? You see the All-Star game that we had a few weeks ago that you have all of you know, it's a packed stadium. I was
0: playing a corporate gig down there when that was happening. You
1: have all of that happen uh-huh. and you're like these smaller venues, we can't operated at full capacity, yet yeah. they have everyone packed into a stadium for an all-star game. I don't,
0: I don't like sports, dude.
1: <laughs> but just even looking at that, being in the music industry, an industry that got, I mean, for lack of a better term, the music industry got crushed during COVID. Yeah, we did. And so then seeing some of this happen and play out within sports yeah. and go, okay, so why is it perfectly all right over here, but it's not all right for over here?
0: i maybe – People aren't going to like this example, but <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like back in high school when the star football players get better grades because they're good at sports mm-hmm. and music kids.
2: Well, because the sports <laughs> events. <laughs> music kids and sports yeah. kids,
0: man. I could. T- that's the only dynamic I can think of in the top of my head is that high school dynamic. But,
1: I mean – See, and you went to a different high school than I did because I graduated from Loveland High. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And Loveland High had a a, a state championship, not only football team, Uh but also marching band. Oh, yeah. I was on the marching band. My kid's on
2: the marching band.
0: That's cool. That's cool. I'm obviously – I'm real one-sided when it comes to stuff like that. I've always been very into music. I'm a super empath. So I – I, I'm not mad at anybody as long as as long as things are happening and doors are opening that's making room for us too so ultimately I see uh, moving forward as a society of entertainment that is good for us no. If if they're packing them in the stadium, then like our our chances around the corner, I believe, to to be packing in the festivals and stuff too. So I think
2: that's a pretty good yeah good outlook. I know that there's been a couple festivals that they were like basically COVID I super spreaders, but
0: canceled, canceled, canceled too. It was just so much that was canceled. Even recent stuff that people are trying to pull off. Oh yeah, got canceled or moved.
1: I know one of the things, so I sit on the board for Stillwater Ranch, which is a a local nonprofit that they focus on um, therapy for veterans and their families, and they're based in the foothills of uh, Loveland, and last year, they normally do a derby, which is their big fundraiser event, Mm -hmm. and last year, they couldn't do it because of COVID, and so they did what they called Freedom Fest up at the drive-in movie theater. We had three different bands that played, each played an hour-long set. And um, they had asked me to MC the event, and it was amazing just even seeing people and the the craving for just live music Oh, I know where they were able to uh, drive their cars up there and they just pulled out a <laughs> pulled out their chairs. I got chills thinking about like just to be able just to to listen to some live music it's important so through high school, you got involved in music was what was what was the drive? What was the passion? Where, how did you get involved? Man,
0: I just fell into music real young. I mean, since I could walk and since I could sit in my grandma's organ, it's just been it's been everything to me. So, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have found my passion really early. Um, my mom ended up marrying um, a guy named Michael Barnett, who became a music theory professor, and that's why we moved here is because awesome. he got his his doctoral oh, wow. at at sea That's Golder. huge. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's just always been there for me and I've 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 never had a question or doubt in my mind that that's what I'm supposed to do. So, I'm blessed that way, I guess.
1: So, how is it different being Great in call. a in a band versus being on the producer side? Cuz producer side is mo- and correct me if I'm wrong, is more of a, a new thing versus being a vocalist and being a cellist.
0: Well, there's a, there's several definitions for producer. Okay. Please days, dive into it so um, that way we can have a better understanding. I mean, a producer is a pretty loose term these days just because anybody who makes beats on a computer, you can call a producer, right? <laughs> okay. But I'm a producer. <laughs> but 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 you are, though. You guys are producing a show. So sure. uh, that's a little bit different. There's different definitions of it. But at the end of the day, I, I, I create, compose music, write songs. Um, I, I like doing my own projects. My original music is most important to me. But – that doesn't mean I don't like to just sit back and make stuff for other people. You don't have to be in front of the camera. I like to be behind the camera or behind the microphone, not pointed at me. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it feels good. Yeah, um, It feels good to create something for somebody else. Um, I have a group called Future Joy that I'm working with right now. Um, just released a, a little EP with them, which I was really proud of. Um, but, yeah, I mean, both sides have their advantages. What I really enjoy doing is just music but doing more like uh i don't know more producer kind of work or just creating ads and stuff like that i think that has the most longevity for me got it because okay. i can't be jumping around taking my <laughs> shirt off on stages forever
2: I don't know Michael Franti is is like in his late 40s and he was running up and down Red Rocks when we were there. I'm going <laughs> to
0: give it a shot. Like I'm going to go it out there, I'm man. going for it no matter what. I love the stage but um as far as making money and and just having like a job that's sustainable for yeah. me it, it's it's production work.
1: So um, I've got to dive in and I'm switching it up a little bit. Go ahead. genre as far as with Whiskey Blanket and then Grim and Darling, Whiskey Blanket, I immediately think to more Western or more country. Pretty
0: good, pretty good, pretty
2: <laughs> close. So,
0: <laughs> so Whiskey Blanket has a, has a lot of different kind of sounds. Um, Whiskey Blanket has like a spaghetti Western themed hip hop. It's hip hop.
2: Is it, like, is it kind of the hick-hop kind of, kind of thing?
0: I, I don't know <laughs> if I like that term. But yeah, I don't know
2: if I do either, <laughs> to be perfectly but, honest. But,
0: but basically, uh you've heard of Head for the Hills, the bluegrass band, it's a Fort Collins-based bluegrass band. I have not. Uh-huh. Head for the Hills, they're pretty great. But um, the violinist from Head for the Hills is also a rapper, which not a lot of people know, and he's <laughs> also in Whiskey Blanket.
1: Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> he's so a, he's we are, a violinist. We have, we have
0: violin, cello, and piano. With like beat machines and a DJ, there's three of us, and we do like, I mean, like uh, you have to pull so up So it's. Some videos I was gonna say stuff. we're it's, gonna have uh, to watch it. <laughs> it's way <laughs> cooler yeah. than
2: Hop then because. It's a
0: little bit different. We we we. It's there's not much country influence. It's more classical. There's a little bit of spaghetti western kind of theme in one album, but uh, okay. but it's 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 all over the place, man. We experiment with music and we have a lot of fun with it.
2: So right. I actually was wondering. You mentioned earlier about your table shows and how it's not really your music that you're playing. What are you playing at those shows?
0: Oh no, no, that's corp in corporate events. So I yeah. I, I play covers. I I do you know remix kind of stuff, okay. which is fun. There's some original.
1: Can you play Freebird
0: content? <laughs> sure. How, you gonna Sorry. pay me? <laughs> hey, that's where it's at, right? I, I, I get uh, to make. How what do I you want. want it? What <laughs> what genre? <laughs> Yeah, I do a lot of remix stuff. I do a lot of cover stuff for that. And uh, it's enjoyable. I like it. I mean, I'm grateful and blessed to be able to do that, which it's it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But I've always had this burning passion for my original music. And um, that hasn't, you know, made me the most money over the years. Yeah. But I'm never gonna stop. Well,
2: hopefully, <laughs> when we get past all this crap from the last year, then hopefully you can really be doing your passion. I,
0: I see myself as successful no matter what. Yeah. I, I have to live that way. I can't. I can't hope and d- dream of being rich and famous. <laughs> it's it's just not in my playbook at this point. I just I'm successful already. I've been so many places. I've played Red Rocks. I've played ogden i've played most of the bigger venues in colorado nice. i've been all over the country and that's success to me I have people who love my music and and listen to it so it doesn't have to be a lot that's
2: so where can we <laughs> find your music everywhere y- are you on spotify yes. okay well i'll be adding you <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: Amazon, <clears throat> itunes wherever
1: okay yeah so with all of the different venues that you played what's been your favorite and Cervantes
0: is my room, man. <laughs> Cervantes
1: Masterpiece Ballroom in Denver is my place. <laughs> so besides that, uh, I'm gonna make I'm calling you out. Well red rocks, dude. Red rocks, okay. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, aren't yeah. saying I mean- this just because you're in Colorado. Oh no, man, it's
0: amazing. <laughs> the only thing was is I, I did it twice and I didn't have in-ear monitors either time. Mm. And it's so hard to hear yourself and there's this incredible slap back that you get in the big speakers and it comes back to you and then you're trying to listen to your monitor and the monitor just goes into the sky it's hard to hear yourself i see why people do in-ear monitors for big open venues like that okay i mean i had never played a outdoor venue that size obviously before that or after so um just, yeah
2: i've seen a lot of shows where s- they're in the middle
0: so i feel like it could it could have gone better but being there was incredible man but the sound that serves is why i love being there because it's
2: Every time, Every there is time. no. You don't even have to try. Those
0: are my dogs.
2: Red
0: dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they always take care of it. Yeah, I just, I just didn't have the. Uh, I wanted to be able to really get, get in on there. But man, it was incredible to be able to do it.
1: So you gave us the kind of the rundown on whiskey blanket. Now, what are we looking at for Grim and Darling? Well,
0: Grim and Darling is heavier on the EDM side, but also very folky. <laughs> So we go back and wait, forth. Wait 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 what?
2: <laughs> I could get on board with that. I'll take some So we have a
0: singer-songwriter, guitar player. I what we do, I like to call slappy ballads.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: All, right. All that immediately comes to mind is the movie uh I Love You, Man. Slapping the bass oh, when you yeah, say that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you heard
0: of uh, like Portishead and yeah. stuff? That's kind of the vein. Um just with the kind of smooth female vocals. But she's a guitar player, like I said, and a singer. And uh, she also plays Ableton Push, which is like a beat machine. Okay. So uh, it's more of like an instrument than a beat machine. I play an MPC, which is a beat machine, I guess. And uh, cello and do vocals and we sing together and I rap sometimes. But it's heavy and then really quiet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's kind of a roller coaster. It's a, it, And we do – you know we cater our sets to where we're at and kind of where we, and we do corporate work as well.
1: When you say corporate work, is it just corporate meetings that they need? You know, or what do you,
0: sure. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. so random. I, I've played my cello out front of valet parking for hours and got paid to do that. Just Fun. I've done. Yeah. It's awesome. You get taken really cool places. Um, I do a lot of hotel stuff and we do a lot of hotel stuff. So, um, I mean, I did like a CEO banking retreat at a hotel in Aspen. It's just weird stuff. I mean, just – I've done – I did the Dell World Comp- World Computer Conference in Vegas. Just usually – I mean, usually – Really? <laughs> yeah. Usually you're just kind of uh, in the corner doing oh, you're your thing. Like plan, it's you kind know. of background music stuff a lot of the times, but – I always give it that background feel for about an hour, and then the second hour I just go in.
2: <laughs> yeah, usually it usually works out
0: and people people usually respond to it but but That's yeah cool. it's a, it's 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 good money and it's it's fun and it's music for a living man, thank Lord,
2: <laughs> so I am curious what are you listening to right now?
0: oh man, um it's Dennis Lloyd um what else? I'm always listening to like. 90s underground hip hop, just constant, all, all the time, yeah. Just constant. <laughs> um, there's an Aesop rock song called Leaping Larry that's just uh, so good, <laughs> and that's actually kind of a newer one. Oh, f- speaking of frogs, honestly, Froggy Fresh. I'm gonna drop your name on this podcast right now. I don't know you, <laughs> Froggy but Fresh. I think you're great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's Froggy Fresh doing?
0: He, I think he got his start on like Tosh.0. Oh, he's a weird, weird cat, but he is – I don't know, man. He's got something. Um, there's a album called Escape from Hood Mountain, and the videos – he's talking about like getting stolen bikes back for little kids and like – I don't know, man. You, he's all—he's wild.
2: I'm gonna check him out. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> crazy. <laughs>
0: Froggy <laughs> Fresh is crazy. Look up Stolen Bikes Three. He's got all these. Uh, Escape from Hood, Hood Mountain is—I mean, it's somewhat satirical, but it's a great album. I just think it's a great album. I don't even—I'm listening to it like this is great.
2: <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah
0: hey. Uh, Bonobo is one of my heroes. Blockhead, who we just played with in Denver recently, um, some real like chill producery kind of edm stuff i don't know chill yeah. step chill hop i don't know just whatever comes <laughs> writing back. everything you
2: say hits down. of the
1: 60s
0: yeah. 70s 80s always
1: oh yeah so i am going to throw it out there because i think we we do have some listeners that have no idea what edm is
0: um well edm is another flex term i guess <laughs> uh electronic dance music is, yeah. is what it stands for but i guess electronic music I don't know. I wish there was a better term for it. Maybe, I guess it makes sense, just electronic music, because it's electronically generated. Got it. Okay. Uh, EGM? <laughs> electronically generated music? I'm going to coin that right <laughs> so now. So you heard that here first? That, I it's think that coined. makes more sense to me. Ele- electronically generated music. I don't got know. Got it. Okay. I I, I don't know, because I don't necessarily make dance music. It's not house but it it does have electronic feel and themes and sounds, but it also has guitar and cello. So I don't know, dude. I don't know what <laughs> kind of – I honestly don't even know. We we just have a bio that basically explains everything that we are. And
2: yeah, do you have a website you want to
0: mention? Um, yeah, we've got com. We've got all the social media stuff up. You can pretty much just Google either of those groups and get a bunch okay. of stuff.
1: Got it. Yes, yeah, right. So what are you looking at, and especially being in the industry within northern Colorado, what do you foresee happening over the next year as far as with venues starting to open <coughs> up a little bit, uh, with just, lack of a better term, the getting back to normal, what yeah. do, What are you seeing already? I mean, I'm seeing things start to normalize.
0: Um, see, I'm my calendar is getting a lot fuller. So, I mean, I imagine if mine's filling up, then others are it's doing the same. I see a lot of my friends out playing again. Um, we're starting to get full-capacity shows again. I've been saying for a while that, I mean, we're looking at, like, really next year, middle of next year, well. till we're, til we're really <coughs> popping again, you know? Yeah. But I'll take whatever I can get at this point. I, I've recently kind of phased out of my day job again, which is – which is wonderful because it takes a lot of energy from me, and obviously I want to spend that energy on music all the right. time. I always have like four hundred projects in my head going <laughs> at once.
2: So, what's the best way for somebody to book you?
0: Um, I mean, I, I get a lot of repeat business. Honestly, okay. um, you could just message any of the pages. Um, my email is is always on there so i get a lot through my personal email good um we have management through uh, S- uh sonder is uh we have some management for grim and darling nothing for whiskey blanket we've always kind of took that in-house but um yeah there's lots of ways call me
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean seriously <laughs> a good
0: messenger i get a lot of bookings on just my facebook messenger
2: just like what you just doing. find
0: me yeah jordan polavino let me hit me up i'll, I'll say yeah
2: there you go okay sweet that's fair <laughs> sweet. enough
0: <laughs> especially at this point i mean i i was at a point where i was turning down some things you know trying to focus on on bigger things and focus on marketing and that kind of thing but right now it's i mean we we we're, we're rebuilding so yeah i want to i also want to help the other venues and people who want to book me like if you want to book me we'll work together to make sure that we're both taken care of and i i want to help the smaller venues at this point because i think that you know if i was an up and comer they would Help, I mean, they helped me. yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, we're just kind of square one and trying to rebuild this thing at this point. Okay. And I think we'll get back to it as long as it's – doesn't keep going crazy <laughs> yeah I'm a,
2: i i it almost is that pit in your stomach of here we go again and i don't know
1: i don't want to feel that way i'm going to try to put positive intention towards it
2: darn straight <laughs> yeah. i'll i'll join I'll you yeah
1: ya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i've got a, a friend of mine who owns a venue up in fort collins mm-hmm. and i know she has struggled throughout the last year and a half just with the fact of how tight her hands have been yeah and starting to be able to open up and starting to be able to mm-hmm. actually book Talent again, and being able to get people to come in, and even more so now versus a few months ago, where she could book some people, but it wouldn't fill up. Yeah, and then now it's starting to actually fill up again. Oh,
0: people are ready. <laughs> and people yeah. are ready
1: to go out, experience something. I mean, I know I'm not the
0: only one that cried the first time they got back on stage. I t- t- taken a year off. <laughs>
2: I'm That's sure it was nuts. I haven't
0: done that since I was a teenager. Take a year off. Yeah, I need that. I'm not that mentally stable. I have to have that. <laughs> 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 it was. It was not easy, man. It was not easy working nine to five and and just wanting to do my thing and wondering if it was ever going to come back. I mean, there's points in there where you just completely lose hope. Yeah. So, yeah, really grateful to see to see people out there dancing and having fun again.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you what. The, I mentioned we saw Michael Franti up at Red Rocks, and mm-hmm. a friend of mine called and said, do you want to go to this show? And I was like, no, I'm tired. She was like, Jen, it's a live show at Red Rocks. You're going. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're right. I'm getting dressed right now. Yeah, <laughs> It was well, just amazing. Not, yeah. It might sound like a,
0: like you don't want to do it till you get there, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was the most fun it just live
2: music i mean I, yeah. there's not much that's greater than live music it's
0: not everybody's of cup thing. of tea but i sure as
2: hell can't live without it <laughs> yeah no I, I neither can i so.
1: that's fair enough so um with t- being today that we're recording this and you have dusty hill from zz top uh, i love zz top but hearing news that he passed away mm. what were some of your other older influences that you had Um, growing up?
0: That's crazy. MF Doom just passed away, Gift of Gab, a bunch of hip-hop stuff too. Um, Some rappers have been passing as well.
2: Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Uh,
0: Jim Morrison is a huge influence of mine, The Doors, Um, a lot of 60s music. Uh, It's a Beautiful Day. Um, I'm a huge Curtis Mayfield fan. Uh, There's just so much. I have my moving job, I used to collect records out of people's basements, and I collected records before that, but I have crazy collection
2: because
0: i just anybody who had a box of records i was like hey you listening to those and they're usually like not in some years i was like i could take them off your hand for you they're heavy <laughs> i'd be happy to move those into my vehicle <laughs> yeah exactly and t- you know half the time they're like yeah why not good so uh, we need to talk off here. Yeah. <laughs> i got some stuff oh man i got some original posters some f- some cool stuff in there
1: that was uh specifically
0: I get- from 60s era there. I got
1: my dad's um, after my dad passed away, and when my mom moved out of the house, um, out of their house, and kind of downsized a little bit, I was able to just take his records. I didn't steal them; I asked permission. You, you were given those. <laughs> I was given them, was and not a steal. Uh, some of the you know original Led Zeppelin, some of the the original records that you have. There's yeah. just nothing. Nothing. Like I could smell it that. in my brain thinking about <laughs>
0: what they smell like. Yeah. It's the smell. Like I'm addicted to it. I just love it. I love it's records. It's like old books. Yeah.
2: It, well, I, I remember the very first Led Zeppelin song I ever heard. It was Black Dog, and I just.
0: Zeppelin is the truth. I mean, <laughs> it, yeah, it is really seriously. Oh, Pink Floyd is big influence for me, oh, too. Oh, I love Pink Floyd. Zepp,
1: obviously. But yeah. So where are you playing, especially here in northern Colorado? Um, you I'll know, give you a moment to I'm, look at your uh, calendar. Pull out that handed handed <laughs> calendar.
0: You know, I'm not doing a ton. I You can find me at my mom's place. She owns a little place called Sidetracked.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. We love them. We They're awesome. Your mom owns yeah. that.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize your mom yeah, owned that. Yeah, my it. mom owns that place, so i got to give a shout-out <laughs> to Sidetracked and Berthed. Dude, um, it's such a great I, little location, I bop too. in there and play every once in a while, and she's always got stuff on the walls if I'm going to do it, so – People in northern Colorado can always come see a real intimate one down there every once in a <laughs> while. But well, and uh, the
2: staff there is awesome. They have great yeah. food. Everybody's amazing. Your mom's done a phenomenal job with it down there. Love For it. For
0: sure, yeah. No, she's, uh, she's very passionate about that place. She's done a great job. Um, I'm at the Black Box in Denver on August 13th. That's a solo show in the lounge, I believe. Um Grim and Darling is at UMS Underground Music Showcase in Denver uh, 27th, 28th or 29th. We have not gotten times yet. Okay. But we're having hoping to have our quartet with us if we get put into a, 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 put on a big enough stage, I guess. Um, which is would it be trumpet, violin, cello, guitar and all those electronic attributes and yeah. vocals and stuff and uh, we bring lasers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Always lasers fun. Lasers are fun. Forget Other lasers. than that, you know, it's uh it's it's looking at, I I have a bunch of corporate plays. Um I mean, we're Grimmon, I think it's a open to the public show tomorrow, but we're at uh oh, what the heck is that hotel called? We're playing a rooftop thing at the Clayton Members Club and Hotel tomorrow night from six to nine i'm not sure i have a bunch of corporate work going on i'm not sure if that's like people could go to it or it's usually pretty much private parties but this one they were saying put it on social media so okay okay. i don't know if that just means to like promote (laughs) their hotel or if people are able to come i
1: This is one part of the music. I'm bad at that stuff. I'm really good at
0: getting in there and writing a song, I'll tell you (laughs) that. But uh, organizational skills and scheduling and stuff, that's not my strong point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just being honest. Hey, that works. So the one part that's intrigued me throughout all of this, and a part that I didn't even think about, especially going through uh, the pandemic, going through the shutdowns and all of that, is the corporate word work and the corporate side of this of, you know, if somebody has a big corporate meeting or a training meeting or something of that sort and they hire a band or they hire somebody to work the venue as mm-hmm. far as background music, that was a part of this that I didn't even anticipate mm. with how much of that type of work that you would do as well. Everybody, you know. I mean, the...
0: that's my bread and butter these days. That's okay. what keeps me out of the moving truck is, is doing corporate work. Just generally corporate work.
1: And most of the time, you you think of the big bands and that sort of stuff, and they're doing the big tours. Mm. But you don't think of the small hometown bands that are doing a lot of –
0: Working musicians, man. Working musicians.
1: exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That are doing some of these venues and how when you have shutdowns, even that goes away because people aren't aren't doing big corporate events.
0: Right. Um, Luckily, there's back doors to a lot of that stuff. So there's there's just so much going on in that world and you have like fundraisers and like ad work and all kinds of there's just a lot of different angles to to having a corporate agency on your side. So mm-hmm. I I've gotten some work through the pandemic a little bit here and there but uh I'm I'm really starting. They were last too from like doing the other venues like doing table shows and stuff. Corporate gigs kind of came in last. They're extra careful. And uh I mean, I get it yeah they have a I lot more to lose big companies,
1: <laughs> yeah so
0: um yeah. I'm really glad to see that work come back. It's nice
1: that's awesome, yeah well, Jordan, thank you for being on and My it's pleasure. just a a it's a different world that not a lot of people know about, yeah, and so I was intrigued when you and I sat down and started chatting. I'm like, I need to have you on the podcast, oh, yeah, just to be able to enlighten people about this is a side that people didn't think about. That people didn't anticipate or didn't even wonder as far as, okay, what's going on within the music industry. You, yeah. you hear music industry and you think the coast. You think L.A. You think New York. You don't realize that there are local A bands. A lot of those
0: people are moving here.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> a, lot really, of, a lot of a lot of local work mm-hmm. that all of a sudden went by the wayside because of all of this, mm-hmm. and just having a little bit of an insight as far as what happened within that industry yep. during the shutdowns.
0: Yeah, it was it was wild, but we can get through it. We can we can rebuild
1: it. Absolutely,
2: <laughs> I, I would concur. I I think it's coming back. So. Yeah, yeah, we
0: got some work to do, but it's coming back.
1: So I know you did a little bit of an intro, and I'm putting you on the spot on this one. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, and you've been enjoying some, some of our beers. It's our Beer of the Week.
0: I was just at this brewery. They have the
1: coolest art. It's so metal. <laughs> I liked it a lot.
2: Oh, they have such a cool tap so,
1: And this is one that we've... Uh, it's on
0: Broadway, right? In
2: Denver? Is this the, is I this think it's on, Broadway. Yeah, it's on South, South Broadway? Broadway. It's across from South I think so. Yeah.
1: yeah. So our check. Beer of the Week is, uh, I believe they pronounce it True Brewing. We've had them on. It's T-R-V-E Brewing Company, Um, but we actually had one of our listeners that reached out to us and said that we needed to try uh, two of their beers, uh, their Cosmic Crypt, which is a Farmer's Pale Ale, and then their Dream Weapon IPA, but I'm going to put you on the spot and say, can you do a little bit of a a beatbox intro to Beer of the Week?
0: Sure. Sure. The cosmic crypt is super drinkable by the way.
1: It is delicious. You can just pound
0: this and pound this. It just goes down like water. I like it a lot. Um Okay, here we go. Only think for a second. Okay.
1: Awesome, <laughs> just with your mouth. I don't. <laughs> That's awesome. So yes, uh, Jen, I will let you take this one away because you originally brought this beer to uh, the I native did. and the transplant. So take it away.
2: All right. So I just want to say, True Brewing is my husband's favorite brewery. We make a trip down there at least once or twice a year. We got down there. I probably. I I think it was pre-pandemic. But I am drinking the Cosmic Crypt. It's a farmhouse pale ale. Uh, The alcohol by volume is 5.6%. And, yes, it is incredibly drinkable. It's really smooth, um, crisp. I say that about a lot of beers, so I'm going to take a sip and say a little more about it. So, I was reading the hops that are in here. It does have a little bit of hops in there, but it's got the Mandarina Bavaria, the Says, and then the malt is a Troubadour Pills and a Troubadour Taro. Troubadour this is a really, really good beer. I'm really glad somebody mentioned we needed to try this because it is, there's not a lot of, I don't know about discernible flavor you can pull out of it, but it is good. It is good. What do you think?
0: I, I love this beer. I'm almost certain that I grabbed a four-pack of this last time I was there, this very one. Oh, yeah. Because he let me try around all of the beers. And some of them are very crazy. Yeah. Delicious, and but super weird. This one is just a perfectly a perfect beer to me. It <laughs> I is. Really I really like it.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to pair it with something, I would want, like, a charcuterie plate and, like, <laughs> <laughs> just, like – fruit and cheese and all of that. I
0: think you could pretty much wash down whatever. Whatever, buy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. I
2: concur. One. What do you got, Alex? Well, that's
1: awesome. Uh, so I have their Dream Weapon Indian Pale Ale, the IPA, and this one's a 7% alcohol by volume. Um, this is this is a very good IPA. I actually
2: love it. I'm going to have to try it, one of
1: it's, uh So it's a little bit different because it is not... Is not overly hoppy as well as it's not overly bitter. It's something that is just, it, it's, it has a mellowness to it. And I'm wondering if that's because of, they have the, I believe they called a whole melon, H-U-L-L, but the U has the two dots over it. So I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct <laughs> or <laughs> not. Um, mm-hmm. As far as one of their hops. And so it's just. It's a delightfully crisp IPA.
2: It really is. I will say that it, it's again pretty rare that I like an IPA. This one is really good. Um, it it's not too heavy. It is crisp. It's very smooth. It's got kind of a malty flavor there at the end that cleans your palate off as you drink it. So it's not. It doesn't just stay hops forward in your face. Yeah. Um, but it still has a really good hops kick to it. Which it sounds strange that I I don't like hops at all. Um, and I'm not at IP. <laughs> You're a liar. Well, apparently I do because this one's pretty good. <laughs> I, I really haven't found anything from True Burn that I, like I don't all like. Things alcohol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a whiskey girl, so <laughs> I like that too. So. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty impressed with it. Honestly, I, you know, and if you haven't been up to their tap room, it—I'll um, get the address here in just a second. It's but so cool. Uh, it is such a cool tap room. Yeah. I mean, the artwork they are a ton ton of local artists that come in and do yeah. stuff their their gear and their you know their swag is really cool um and they're so incredibly nice in there too like you, they which they you want you to expect from the music yeah that's true <laughs> it's it's all, like, it's all hard
0: music, yeah, and I was like I don't know I'll go in go in there I just kind of wandered in there. It's really weird that you guys have this. I wandered in there a couple weeks ago or three weeks ago or something, and I was like, oh, this place is really cool but I wonder if this guy's going to be mean to me. He was so nice. He was like, <laughs> the hardest metal playing. He's like, oh, yeah, go try this one, man. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, this place is awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. I think the first time I
2: went in there, I was like, well, I don't know. I'm not really a. I didn't know petty. if I'd like,
0: fit in at first, but they're they're great, man. They're cool.
2: They are great. So yeah. True Brewing is located at 227 Broadway. It's uh, number 101 in Denver, Colorado. And honestly, it's not that far off the beaten path, but it is a whole – you step in off a busy street into a total transformation of a, a, tap room. And it's so cool. True. I, I love these guys. I think they do an amazing job.
1: Same. Awesome. Well, thank you to Kelly for reaching out to us and telling us that we needed to try these beers. Cause even, um, I had the, uh, the dream weapon IPA and I'm drinking the cosmic crypt now. And I didn't realize what a farmhouse pale ale would taste like. And I'm, I'm not disappointed. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I,
2: and I, the IPA is really good too for our IP, IPA drinkers. You know, the PSL of
1: white guys. Yeah, you keep on bringing that up. <laughs> you, you've, you've run that joke into You're the ground. Of Felix. You've run that, dro- <laughs> that joke into the well, nope. ground. No, I'm here. I, I didn't hear it. <laughs> oh, I,
2: we always call, the, we call uh, IPAs the pumpkin spice latte of white guys. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, uh, a it's almost one. pumpkin spice latte season. Ugh.
0: Have you guys seen the Bo Burnham special? Oh, yes. Watched part of it, yeah. <laughs> reminded me of uh, white woman's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good piece. He's <laughs> so
2: funny, and I love the angle he took with the filming of it and everything. He's, so.
0: he's
1: got a big, big brain. Yeah, uh, he does. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, Jordan, again, thank you so much for being with us today and uh, for coming on the podcast and just giving us an insight to the music industry that... The average person doesn't see.
2: And before before you sign off, I want you to tell us again how people can find you to book you. So Facebook?
0: Yeah, you can you can just get on Grim and Darling Facebook, or you can look me up, Jordan Paulovina, Jordan Timothy. You can send me a line, Facebook Messenger. Um, other than that, Sonder music, music Management. Awesome. You can look up Sonder. You can get us through there. There's, there's ways. Perfect. Nice. You just okay. put up the cello signal in the sky. and then i'll come just put it up in the back
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome
1: awesome well thank you again for being on and then again our beer of the week is true brewing company uh trve brewing company out of denver yeah cheers guys thanks for having me cheers yeah seriously absolutely and thank you and thank you to satori tattoo for sponsoring this episode and on that we will see you guys next week as always i'm your native alex johnson
2: and i'm your transplant jen bryant
1: we'll see you next week take care.